Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for a Sunday morning when we can gather to share your word. I pray that your will will be done today. I pray that you will speak into our hearts in the name of Jesus. I come against every spirit of destruction. I come against every plot and plan of the devil to take the word away from us. Let us be good ground and let the word that is spoken today be seed that is sown in our lives that will grow into a large tree and will bless us all in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church on a Sunday like this one? Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's good to see you. And tell a neighbor that I'm happy to be sitting by you before our two weeks of holidays. Ah, but is it not at least KNUST? I was reading something. It looks like two weeks. I think the people who wrote it, they don't know you. eh? I read that they said what? You should come. There's no school on Monday. But there's school on Tuesday. And there's school on Wednesday. And then there's no school on Thursday. Oh, tell your neighbor, you don't need to be a prophet to know what you people will do. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) When I read it, I started laughing. I said, these people already, they want to go on holiday. And then I read that it said, the following week, rather, is what? It's a break. (laughs) So tell your neighbor, I'm happy to be sitting by you (laughs) before the break. Hey, but if you are sitting by a final year student, tell your neighbor that don't be silly. That's a final year student. You are not going nowhere. Finish that project. Uh, is it not extra time to finish your project? So if you are a final year student, and you imagine you are going on those two weeks, wisdom is not with you. Ah, 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 ah. Wisdom is not with you. I'm spoiling somebody's holiday like that. Hey, hallelujah. But if you're a final year student, I think it's just grace from God. No lecture, sit down, finish that thesis, finish it. By the time you are reopening to learn for exams, it's a done deal. Is it good advice I'm giving you? Eh, Then you are finished, hallelujah. But don't worry, that's not what I'm preaching about today. Amen. Today I'm going to share a message with you because it's occurring to me that it's a message that we haven't heard in a long time. 
uh, and I'm seeing it in the fruit or in the things that are going on. And because of this, it's time to preach it again, or it's time to preach it in the larger church. Hallelujah. And so today, I'm going to talk to you about why you must become a shepherd. Yeah, you, you. You know, we use that word shepherd, and actually people even laugh at it. Who is a shepherd? What is a shepherd? Quack, 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 love you. What is this? Then they will even shorten it as they did in the film, Shepi. And <laughs> then they say, hey, so you will go somewhere, and then they'll ask you, are you a shepherd or you are a sheep? Has somebody laughed at you like that before? Don't worry, the person doesn't know NATO. Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Hallelujah. So you see that that word sheep is used to apply to God's people, it's not the invention of any man. Amen. The most popular psalm in the world, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Here you are behaving like a goat or an antelope or even an anaconda. But you will stand there and you recite it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, if the Lord is your shepherd, it means you are a sheep. Hey. Everybody say we are sheep or they say, they say we are sheep. I don't know anything about it, but they say we are sheep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you here? However, a sheep has shepherds. And a shepherd's job is simply to take care of another person. So when you are here and you are taking care of another person, that is why we call you a shepherd. Hallelujah. Now, I know that some of you are thinking that it is a job for a few people who don't have anything better to do with their time. And so, I'm going to take time this morning to show you the scripture and show you that you rather need to correct something. Amen. Because we have turned things around and we have made it seem like to be a Christian is to come to church, sit on a chair, just make the chair warm and be happy. A few people who don't have anything to do, they will come and be singing. By the way, did you enjoy the film and the dancing and the singing? Uh-huh. So it's like, it's something that some people do. Then the rest of us are there. Ours is to just come and sit in the church every Sunday and go back. It's the greatest mistake you can ever make. And today, I'm going to show it to you in the scriptures. Now, Jesus was sending us gifts. He didn't send us money. He didn't send us food. He didn't send us even a dress to wear. Let's read the gifts he sent. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Are those human beings? So he gave us human beings as a gift. For what? Verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. I'm reading verse 12 again. The responsibility of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher is what? To equip God's people. Are we inside? Okay, so tell your neighbor, it is to equip us, you and I. Uh -huh. To equip us to do what? To do his work, God's work. 
and build up the church, the body of Christ. Do you now see why I am saying that a mistake has been made? Because what we have done is to read this verse in the other way. And we have said, oh, Christ has given gifts. We can see them. Their responsibility is that they will do the work of God and we will sit on our chairs and be smiling at them and when we are not happy with what they do, we will criticize them and we will say what we like and we will behave how we want to behave but they must do the work of God. And that is the reason why you have Christians today who don't do anything at all for the Lord. Yeah. Are you here? Mm, some of you are looking at me from under your eyes that uh, mommy priest where are you going with this just stay with me a little you know where I am going <laughs> many problems that are in the church today are because of this scripture that we have turned upside down and we have left it we are like oh we, we don't have anything to do uh, you are the person called pastor you are the person called shepherd you are the one called something but me I'm a common floor member I came today to announce to you that in the house of God there are no common floor members you are either with him Jesus said you are for me or you are against me there's no middle way in between the two things amen I am continuing to read scripture Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 I feel that somebody is saying today Kura, why did I come to church anyway you are here already <laughs> Matthew 28, I'm reading from verse 18. Jesus was speaking and he said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This was Jesus' last words, and the last words of any human being are very, very, very important words. Even if I'm to die now and I, I speak my last words, you will be surprised that everybody will walk and obey those words. Are you here? Your old grandfather, even as his voice is going, and then he says, do this, it is done. True or lie? Because we're afraid that hey, if we don't do it, Kakai will catch us. <laughs> Are you here? But these were the last words Jesus spoke. And he didn't say, go ye, pastors. He didn't say, go ye, apostles. No, he was talking to what at the time, those who at the time were the believers, those who were with him. And it was all of them he gave this charge, including you. And just in case you are about to say, oh, minus me, I was not inside. Then I want to inform you that he said, for those who are doing what he asked, I am with you always. Then I would hope that you will also be confident to say, then God is not with me. But you want God to be with you. But you don't want to do what he says you must do for him to be with you. He says, look, if you go, I am with you. If you go, every time you go and knock a friend's door and you say, listen, I want to tell you about Jesus. You have gone. You have gone. Every time you spread the gospel to somebody, you have gone. One of my prayers, I pray, I really pray that God will raise up missionaries from this church who will say that media, I'm going to a place that my mother doesn't know, my father doesn't know. I'm going there just to preach. 
Oh, yeah. I know you don't like what I'm saying, but I didn't come to share this. You know, it has never been about what you like or not like. And it's not about to be. Amen. But I have to tell you the truth. I need to tell you the truth. He has given us direction what to do. He says, if you do it, I will be with you. How do you know that the presence of somebody is with you? Have you never been somewhere, maybe alone, but you realize that somebody's around? You haven't seen the person, but you know that somebody's around. It's almost like an aura. Uh That's the presence. That's the presence. In fact, when somebody you love dies, that's what you miss most. That presence. The person may not be talking, may not be doing anything. Oh, you have not been there before thinking that just recently, Krawan happened to me. I thought my sister had left the house. And I was in the bathroom. (laughs) And I suddenly thought that somebody has entered my room. I hadn't seen her. She wasn't talking. And I shouted, hey! (laughs) And then she said something. I realized that she was there. That is the presence of God. I want to ask you, when you were in primary school, do you remember some of you were bad? You go and trouble somebody and the person will tell you that after school, we shall see. After school, we shall see. Then, (laughs) are you there? How you'll be praying that your older sister or your older brother who is at another part of the school will arrive to pick you up to go home. And when your sister comes, the presence of your sister, the presence of your brother, you know that that person who was timing you, he can't do you nothing. That's just the presence of your sister or your brother. How much more the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ with you in your house? How much more? But I am sad to say that for most of us, he's not in our houses. Oh, I am sharing this word with you because I want you to change and I want his presence to be with you. Are you here? I'm not going to trick you and say that I must pray every prayer for you. That's not what I read in the Bible. You must have a relationship with God. A direct relationship. Yes, as your pastor, I'll pray for you. That's my duty. But you, let let us go on. Amen. We have come to the point in Christianity where another gospel is being preached. And today I have come to immunize you against that other gospel. Yeah. Amen. You want to know what that gospel is? eh? I'll get there. You see. But that gospel is saying that it's the gospel of happiness. It's the gospel of wealth. It's the gospel of I see you receiving. It's the gospel of me. It's the gospel of share. (laughs) It is another gospel. It's not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And why am I calling it another gospel? Because it doesn't matter how you live. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter whether or not you have a relationship with God. It is being operated as if it is magic. And I'm saying to you today, as you know, I'm a prophet in my own right. As you know. Yeah. As you know. As you know. So it is not at all meant to despise the gift of prophecy. No. Or the calling of a prophet. It is to set it in order is to set it in order. In the Bible, when the rich man woke up in hell and he told Abraham, send Lazarus, send him to go and tell my brothers 
that they shouldn't come to where I am. What answer? Jesus told us the story. What answer did Abraham give? He said, send Lazarus. He said, the answer he was given, they have Moses and the prophets. What prophet are you? You won't lead the people to Christ. I'm speaking to some of you here. You won't show them Jesus Christ. You are showing them the power that you have. Shame on you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Wow. I'm talking to you today. And I'm saying to you that you have a responsibility, even as a church member, to win souls and to do the work of God. And that is what a pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet, evangelist in your life is supposed to lead you to do. Yeah. And it is because we are not doing it. That is why poverty is in the church. Yeah. When I say the church, now I'm talking about the body of Christ. At least where we are. So poor. Hey. So sick. So frustrated. Things are not working as we plan. If we were to take a survey now, you would discover that there are as many people owing in the house of God as outside the house of God. Meanwhile, was it not our God who told us that neither Bora nor Elendabi? Don't, don't do. Don't go for a loan. He gave us how to live supernaturally in his provision. But it, we have misfired. And the reason is because we have become the believers of another gospel. And so today I'm reading Bible to you. Some of you are looking at me like, oh, but where have you gone today? Let's go to scripture, John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, Jesus was speaking, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Is that what your Bible says or it is not? Oh, is it what your Bible says or it's not? Uh, we like the whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. But I came to tell you today that that scripture is one verse. He says that he has chosen you to go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit will remain. It is as you bring forth that fruit that whatsoever you ask in his name, you will receive it. The reason why you have not received it is that for most of you, you have not gone. You have not borne that fruit. Let me make one clear distinction. You may be in church as an usher. You may be the one who swept. God bless you. You may be the one who put the chairs. God bless you. Thank you for not making us come to now remove handkerchief to dust chairs. You may be the singers. God bless you, greater love singers. Today I was enjoying your song. You may be a film star, Charlie, whatever, what actors. May you become prosperous in future. You may be a dancer. You may be all the million things that happen outside of, you know, the stage. There are so many things going on for a service to run. It is your service to God. It's not your fruit. It is your service to God. It is important. It is precious. 
it is not your fruit. Don't mix the two things. Your service has a gift and has a blessing in what it does. But your fruit, what is the fruit of an elephant? What's the fruit of a mango tree? What's the fruit of a tomato? What's the fruit of a born again Christian? Are you there? If you are clapping, clap well. Some of you are eyeing me because you don't have any fruit. Are you here? And Jesus says to you sitting at the back by the door that he has called you to bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Your fruit is another human being. I want to ask you a question. Since January 2019, who have you brought to the kingdom of God? Who have you shared Jesus with? Who has prayed to receive Christ because of you? Whose faith was weak and dying out, but you strengthened them and gave them hope and brought them back to the body? How many are they? If your answer is zero, I'm talking to you. If your answer is 0 0.5, I'm talking to you. Where is your fruit? If we had fruit, we wouldn't fit into this room. Hmm. It's true. Because everybody would have been coming with their somebody. As you are here, you are somebody's fruit. Somebody brought you. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching. Don't worry. Yeah. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Yeah. Jesus said that, look, I've already chosen you. You don't even need anybody to say anything. If you are a Christian, I've already chosen you. You to go and share with somebody else and bring that person. And because we haven't done it, there are issues. Take us to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 26 to verse 33. And don't complain because you didn't read your Bible this morning. And if you give it to me in there, okay, let's do it in King James. It will work. Do you understand English? Okay. <laughs> Behold the fowls of the air. Those are the birds. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much better than them? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? In other words, can you become one centimeter higher just by worrying about it? <laughs> and why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all of them, shall be added unto you. All of them. Marks for exams. Is it part of all? Well-being, is it part of all? Health, is it part of all? A husband at the right time, is it part of all? A wife at the right time, is it part of all? Wealth, is it part of all? Then I submit to you that it is because we have not done what he says. Take us to verse 32. He says, 
32. After all these things do the Gentiles seek. What is it that the unbeliever is looking for? Take us to verse 31. It says here, verse 31, brother. It says here, don't be worried about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. But what are we worried about? What we will drink, what we will wear, how we will dress. We are worried about it. Exactly what he said. Don't worry. He said, if you are working for me, seek me first. Put me first. Put me first. But we come to church when we don't have anything else to do. Don't make that. It's true. It's true. This afternoon, I'm talking to you because I'm going to charge you that every person here, if you're a member of this church, you are becoming a shepherd everybody here. There will be another person because of you. There will be two people because of you. There will be four people because of you. Amen. If you are here and somebody had to knock your door and wake you up, I want you to say that this is the last time somebody comes to wake me up. Because they are coming to wake you up and because of you, they can't go and find another person who needs help. But you have been here for a while. You have been here for a while. It's about time you began to wake yourself up. That's what alarms are for. Hey. From today, the person who woke you up is no longer your alarm clock. They have to go and wake some other people up. So you set your own phone. And you set your own whatever you set to wake up. And you to wake up and go and get another person. How else will they hear if somebody doesn't tell them? How will they tell them if you are not sent? So today I'm sending you. I'm sending you. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5. Take us back into the, new, the NLT. New Living Translation. I like it because you can't say you didn't understand. One of the major sicknesses among many of you, that's what I'm dealing with today. You see, when you have just come to know the Lord, a lot of things are new to you. You are not a problem. Keep growing like that. Okay? Small, small, small. So you are not the one to whom this verse belongs. But this verse belongs to a certain group of people. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 12. Hebrews 5, 12. Hebrews 5.12. I thank God I have my own Bible. <laughs> you have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. If you are here and for two years you claim you are a Christian, three years you claim you are a Christian and more, you should have been teaching somebody by this time. I'm continuing. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For when someone who lives on milk is still a baby, that's why I was saying that if you have just given your life to Christ recently, January, February, don't worry about it. Milk is for you. Nobody is quarreling with you. We'll continue to wake you up. We'll continue to knock your door. We'll continue to call you, come to church. We'll continue to help you to walk. You dear, you are all right. 
Because it says someone who is on milk. But when you have been a Christian for a long time, you are still drinking milk. There is a problem. Someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You have been in church week after week. You have been trained. You have heard. And still, you're like a baby. That is the one that is a problem. I said that is the one that is a problem. You are still poo-pooing on yourself. But you are 12 years old. It is one thing. You see, we're a baby, eh? The mother doesn't mind at all. In fact, even, even a friend of it, nobody minds when the baby has messed up. You just clean him up. That's a baby. Babies mess themselves up. Yeah, you are in the church. You've just come. You are crying. We will coax you. We'll be nice to you. But when you are 12 years old, when you are 14 years old, and you are pooping on yourself, when you eat, you pour it on your dress. Somebody needs to give you a spiritual slap. And that's what I'm giving you from the pulpit this morning. I don't want to call you and give it to you direct. Recently, I was so provoked to see pictures of Christians who have been Christians since they were born almost. Walking around report hall week. I am not afraid of any of you. I will say it here. I'm not afraid of you. Shame on you. And because of you, baby Christians, young Christians who don't know any better, they saw you there and they thought it was okay. And when we call you, then you say, oh, you know, it was anything, you know, just passing by. You were a silly child. Who goes walking through the kingdom of the devil? Allow me. Hey. Allow me. Yeah. Are you here? And the reason is because you are a grown-up in the spirit. But you have decided to be like a child. Poo-pooing on yourself. And I came to tell you this morning that it stinks. And I, as your pastor, am ashamed of you. Please, so if you are a baby Christian and you weren't seeing them there, don't use them as the reason why you too, you will do some. That's why today I'm standing in public and I'm saying it. Because it has been said in secret year after year and year after year you give us those reasons. I can tell you the reasons. Hey, Pastor Kofi, give him a microphone. He can tell you the reasons. I have not told him I'm adding this to my preaching. Please, what are the reasons? When you finish, uh, I come, you know some of the reasons... Yeah, if I can have another. What are the excuses? Yes, please. Oh, I, I was just passing by. I didn't go to do anything. Just passing by. You were just passing by the kingdom of the devil. My, my, my friend has a stand, so I went to help the person sell. Your friend has a stand in hell, so you two have gone to join them. Are you not an idiot? I didn't do uh, which anything. One again? I didn't do anything there. I was just walking around. With I can have a scripture for you. Evil communication corrupts good morals. If you are a Christian, move with Christians. Behave like a Christian. Stop taking a dip every now and then into the kingdom of the devil. I am ashamed of you and so is God. Oh, pastor, what you are saying, it is too hard. It's because I don't know who you are. And one slap, what do you mean? 
I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. It is time somebody spoke to you and spoke to you the true fact. You are a fool. And you have caused the blood of Jesus Christ to be poured for nothing. Nothing pains me more than fresh Christian. The person is just trying to gather his life together. Because in this church, I have people who used to be on we. Because of coming to church, they have stopped. <sighs> I have girls who used to sleep in other beds. They didn't even know where they were waking up. Because of Jesus Christ, they have stopped. And you want to take them back. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God for really bid. <sighs> you don't pray over anybody. That's why you can get up and go walking around in such a place. I, I, I was just I was just passing by. I was just passing by. Who goes passing by the camp of the enemy in time of war? Huh. Something is doing me, I tell you. Huh. I know children in this church whose lives were on a, 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 what's the word? Totally messed up. And I know people who spend day, night, praying, when to remove them. I can show you places. They used to grow the weed in their room. They didn't go to any class. Uh, please, what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? They never went to classes. Huh. By the grace of God, something has brought them to church. Somebody has borne fruit. Then they'll be passing. Then they'll see one of these babies who doesn't know what they're about. Down syndrome. Uh, give me another syndrome that makes people who should be a... Ask your neighbor, are you the one mommy is blasting this morning? Next year... Hold on. Next year, I am going to enter with my forces. If I find you there, then no, then no, I'll deal with you. Then no, then no. Tell your neighbor, this nonsense must stop. Danny, if I'm going, will you go with me? George, will you go with me? If you will go with me, stand to your feet. If you will go with me, if you will go with me, oh, yes, because the Bible says that some people will be saved, but through fire. We will enter the fire and we will come for you. If you are a person, go there. If you are a person. Oh. A bad double. When I was an unbeliever, I remember a friend of mine. We had run away and gone to Zamja. We were there. And then I saw her. Have you seen the uh, comic books? When the person's hair she came. My father is here. My father is here. Show me the back door. Missing <laughs> next year. Epilogo. Uh, what? Report her week. Shatawale, Stone Boy, Dayo. I will come there. When I come, I'll be carrying a cane in my hand. You will not survive the embarrassment that will happen to you. Hey. Oh, Pastor. Then I will leave the church. If you are a man or you are a girl, if you like, try. The same way we will cane you out of there is how we will lash you into church. Oh, yes. I'm ending. 
Uh, what time is it? My watch car has gone off in annoyance. Hey! <laughs> hey! I'm ending, but we came for the word of God. Allow me to preach it. And allow me to say what I'm saying and say it well. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. There are days when we must look the devil in his eye, eyeball to eyeball. He will back down, not us. And those of you who go strolling through his kingdom, be warned and be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Hey. I'm ending. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today I came to talk to you about becoming a shepherd. Because uh, tomorrow is a holiday, it's true. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, what is even paining me is that those people know when there's dancing in the church, they don't come and add someone. <laughs> and why is it that you dance in the church? Where should we go to dance? Where? Where? Where should we go to dance? We'll dance here. Hey. I'm ending. There are people all over the campus and all over the area here. And even in town, they are scattered. They are waiting for you to go and call them. When you go, they will come and you would have borne fruit. If you don't go, they will not come. And that's why the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 34 that they were scattered because there was no shepherd. Jesus looked over Jerusalem and he wept. And he wept because of the scattering. There was no shepherd. So come out of your own life. Where you are saying, bless me, uh, everything is me. And you see, nothing is happening to me. That's the issue. Have you not seen that those who need deliverance are always going for deliverance? Those who are going for Shenkom, they are always going for the Shein and the coming. Those who are going for prophecy, they are always going. It is like they are eating, eating, and they are never full. Drinking, drinking, and they are never satisfied. The reason is because that's not how they will be full. Amen. I want you to decide that you're going to also take part in what we are doing. And when you finish school, you'll finish school not only with a physical degree, but also with a spiritual degree. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. The Bible says that in 1 Timothy 6, 6, that godliness with contentment is great gain. I'm not saying to you that leave what you have studied or leave your job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to what you are doing, do God first. Satisfy God first. And godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment are the things that you are doing to survive. Hallelujah. In closing, I want to tell you that people are hungry for the truth. The reason why so many people are listening to what they shouldn't listen to and taking part in what they shouldn't take part in is because we haven't gone. We haven't gone. Recently, I was somewhere and somebody was preaching something that is not in the Bible. It was all the way out. And as I listened, I began to go concerned. And then the Lord asked me, did they not ask you to preach and you didn't go? Yeah. That's why sometimes you can't say much. It's because those who should have gone didn't go. They were busy chasing their degrees. They were busy chasing dresses. They were busy chasing money. 
That's why some people who don't have, they are just, don't have no needle. They are just there, trying to do the best with the little that they have. You can't criticize them. Yeah, we ourselves, we must go. Today, I want you to revalue yourself, re-evaluate yourself. Some of you here, you must give your lives to Christ again. You have gone to walk in the mud. I don't know your status. I don't know whether if Jesus were to come now, whether you'd be going some or not. Pastor, I'm feeling shy. You are feeling what? When you were dancing, mother, you were not shy. When you were walking through the devil's kingdom, you were not shy. It's here you are coming to manifest shyness. It's a demon. Let it go in the name of Jesus. But today, as we are about to end, I'm going to invite you to rededicate your life to God. Give yourself back to him. And this time, give yourself properly. No half and half. Tell your neighbor, we don't like half and half. As for God, he wants all. He wants all. So half and half. No, we don't like it. We don't like. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Just where you are standing this afternoon, I want you to pray for yourself. If you are one of those who has led this weak Christian life, mixing dirty water and clean water, the Lord says, what, 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 what fellowship does cleanness and dirtiness have together? If you are one of those, you are here, your spiritual temperature is low. I think my, my, my projector guy is anointed. He's showing you a scripture there. He says, God doesn't like lukewarm people. Doesn't like at all. Be cold or be hot. He doesn't like the in-between. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want you to evaluate yourself. Maybe you are here, you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. As you came here today, he's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Or maybe he has called you, you have even answered, but you have answered half and half. Today, I'm calling you to give yourself to him fully and wholly. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk Maybe you are a tongue-speaking Christian, but you are on your way to hell, Tosa. Because you have been walking down the broad road. Today, find your way back. It's a beautiful name. It's only because of this name that we have hope. Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Sing it again. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. because of that name of Jesus we have forgiveness of sin when we come to him we have salvation when we come to him this afternoon I'm asking you to give your life to Jesus
If today is the day that Jesus comes, will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? You have only two choices. Today you have a choice, but one day you will not have a choice. One day time will be up. As you are here, I'm asking you to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up that right hand quickly. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up and lift it up well. Some of you, when you come to lift it up, then you just do some smoke and lift it up and let us see that you are, you are doing something you are actually doing. You are here and you are somebody who, you are a Christian, but you are not, as you, you are in and out, wishy-washy Christian. And you know, you to add your hand. It's one prayer we're going to pray. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted up your hand, I want you to step forth from where you are and come. Jesus says, don't be ashamed of him. If you're ashamed of him on earth, he will be ashamed of you before the Father. Step out and come. Step out, step out, step out and come. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to him. Nothing compares to this. What a waiting for. Come. Come. Step out from where you are and come. Just come. It may be your last call, I tell you. Death does not wait by age. I know, I pray you live long, but you never know when your last call will come. God bless you. I'm contending for somebody's life. You are standing there. Your heart is beating. You even want to exit the other way. Come, Jesus is calling you. Come, the name of Jesus is yours. Forgiveness is yours. Deliverance is yours. Step out and come. 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 God bless you. One more person. I've seen them. Step out and come. I'm waiting for you. Step out.
I want you to pray these words after me. This is the prayer that confesses Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for everyone who has prayed this prayer. Keep them, Lord. Change their lives, oh God. Draw them to you. May they never be half and half. May they be all for you. This is my prayer for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, all of me, I want to praise we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIEDRC. God richly bless you.